0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. So, we're talking about a a battle of the wills, and, and we're looking at what does it take to do God's will. How do we handle this? Because that's why Jesus came. He said this, he said, I've come down from heaven to do the will of God, who has sent me not to do my own will, And so that's why you and I were put here on this planet. We are here and we exist not to do our will, but to do God's will. And too many times we make God's will mysterious, we make it hard, we make it difficult, when in reality it's not that hard it boils down to a relationship. And so, we talked about this battle last week that you and I go through, that there's God wanting us to do what's right, Satan wanting us to do what's wrong. We're in the midst of that conflict, and that's a battle you and I have to fight. And so, that's what we talked about last week. Today, we're going to talk about the surrender of your will. How how do you do that? How do you allow your will to be surrendered to God? Because you have a choice… And you have to choose willingly to surrender it to God. So let's look at that because God's not just standing by, oh, please, choose me, choose me, choose me. God is at work in your life. Prompting you, trying to help you, leading you so that you will allow him to have his way. But Satan is at work as well. So let's begin with the determined course of your will. Now, there is one thing about your will that we know, there's one thing about my will that we know, and that is this I will make bad choices, I will sin. You're not forced to, it's your choice. Oh, well, if it wasn't for Adam and Eve, I'd be fine. Oh, really? Okay, let's wipe the slates clean and we'll give you, starting right now, you're perfect. I will guarantee you that by the end of the day, you will sin. Now remember, it says, you know, the first time somebody pulls out in front of you in traffic and your anger and temper boils and you begin screaming some words at that person that you shouldn't be screaming, you've lost it, right? He says, that "If if you just hate somebody, you sin. So that's a given course. Here, here's how." Isaiah puts it in Isaiah chapter 3. He says, you know, uh, he was despised, rejected, man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. He tur- we turned our backs on him, him speaking of Jesus Christ, and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. That's the struggle. that's that's the determined course. That's what your will will cause you to do, your stubbornness, your willfulness. We have followed our own, yet the Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. So we've all strayed away. We've all gone our own way. We've all sinned. We've all at times had followed our path and not God's. We've done what we wanted and not what God wanted. We did our will, which is really what Satan wants us to do. Do what you want. You deserve it. You're right. You know best. You know how life is going to work out for you. You don't need to listen to anybody else. You just do what you want to do. And that always leads us to problems. So how do I surrender? What's the design for surrendering my will? What needs to take place in order for me to live a life doing the will of God because I have to surrender my will to Him? The first thing is this, I have to surrender control. I have to surrender control. I give God control of my life voluntarily. He doesn't take it from me. He doesn't force me to do anything. It is me saying, God. I don't want my way, I want your way. So I surrender to God. I give up what I want, God, so that I can have what you want. Boy, that's hard. Here's what Romans says. In Romans chapter 8, Paul writes, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Now, let me just stop right here and make this comment. You cannot do the will of God without the help of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this on your own. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. And what that means is you have to surrender control and give it to Him to allow Him to be in control of your life. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. It leads to destruction. It leads to you making bad choices. It leads to you not enjoying the life that God wants you to have. Letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And so I come to that place where I surrender control, Voluntarily, I don't want to be in control here. I want you to be in control. That doesn't mean I get to step out of the picture and now I become a peppa. He sticks his hand up in me and just makes me do things. It means I voluntarily surrender control to you. I will listen to you and I will do what you want me to do, what is right. Romans chapter 13. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ clothe yourself with His presence. Don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Got it? Pretty clear, right? So, I give Him control. How do I know, Pastor, when I have given control to the Holy Spirit? How do I know I've done that? It's pretty simple. You begin to produce fruit. You begin to see in your life the fruit, the results of you allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control so that if you've surrendered control to the Holy Spirit, what you will see in your life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, no law against those things verse 25 since we're living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our life so if i've given god control of my life i will begin to see these character traits this fruit evident in my life to a greater and greater degree well i don't have any of those things well let me tell you why you're still in control and god's not you're still doing your will and not God's because the more you allow him to have control, the more this fruit becomes evident. And that is how you know that you've given God control and you're allowing him to help you live your life. So you surrender control. Now, we've talked about it before. We are all control freaks. We're not good at controlling us, we're just good at trying to control everybody else. Trying to make them do this and them do this, and I want this to happen, I want this to happen. Rather than taking control of ourselves. And so, God, I surrender my control of my life. I don't want what you want, what I want, I want what you want. Secondly, I have to surrender completely completely. Now, here's what I mean by that. It will not do you any good. Well, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I've got about 90% of my life under God's control. <laughs> that under other 10% is going to create havoc in your life. And so this isn't, well, most of me, well, about all of me. No, it's got to be all. The struggle will not be just in surrender. It will be in complete surrender. 100%. Well, God, I give you my life, and I want you to be in control. And God, I really want that. But, but I also want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to have this. And I, I've got this way, this thought that I think is right, and I, I want, I'm going to keep it. Because uh, God, I want you to be in control. But I'm still going to believe that everybody hates me. But God, I want you to be in control of my life. That everybody hates me part of your life will create havoc in your life, won't it? And so you have to give it all to Him. All of you. Not a part, not most of, complete. So you surrender, you you give it up, but you completely give it up. Romans 6.13 Do not let any part of your body any part, become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves mostly no, completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. All of you, Completely. If you just give most, you will fail. There has to be a decision that says, this is what I want. I am committed to it. I'm going to do this completely. So I surrender control to God. God, I want you to be in control of my life. I voluntarily ask you to help me to listen to you and to obey you and to do what is right. And God, I will give you all of me, all of me in every area of my life, anything that when I read Scripture, it points out something that I haven't done. I will listen to what Scripture says. I will not justify my feelings. I will not justify my hurts. I will not justify my thoughts. I will listen to you. I will do what you tell me to do, and I will do it in every area of my life. I give it all to you 100%. We good so far? Let's go on. I have to do this continually. Continually. You see, this is not a one-time thing. This is not something that you do. You know, I really had this great experience. I really met with God. God's presence was really there. I had this wonderful feeling and these great emotions. And I really was there. And I was sincere. And I gave all of my life to God great. Glad you had that moment. I hope it'll help you. But tomorrow's coming. And you're going to have to do this again, aren't you? Well, how often do I have to give myself to God? About every moment of your life. Every day, all the time. I will have to make a choice. I make a commitment to do this in every area every day of my life. And I will have to do this on a daily basis. Paul said, I have to die every day to myself. I have to continually tell myself, no, it's not a one-time thing. It's a many times a day thing. Why? Because you and I have this nature that wants to be in control and thinks it knows what's best for us. And we often lie to ourselves and so i have to continually put myself in this place tell god i want you to be in control i don't want to have my own way i want you to live in me and through me and every day i will have the resolve to say i'm going to do this day after day after day colossians 3:10 put on your new nature Be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Become like Him. Because you know what? There's going to be moments when I've said, God, I really want you to be in control, and God, I'm going to give you all of me, and I surrender to you, and you find yourself making a choice that you know is not godly. You're going to have to come back to that moment Ask God to forgive you for going your own way and doing something that you regret, that you know is not right. God, from this point on, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, we're going to begin this again. I'm going to start, I get to keep going. God, I recognize that. Help me not to repeat it. Do you know how many times we repeat our mistakes in our lives? Many times over. God, help me to learn. Help me to put on that new nature. Help me to become more like Christ. It's not an attaining, it's a becoming. Therefore, Hebrews says, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God proclaiming our allegiance to his name. God, day after day after day, a continual praise, a continual willingness, a continual desire, I will stay at it. I will not give up. I will not quit. It's not being perfect. It's becoming more and more like him. I want to do this. I enjoy this. I love you. I care for you. I want this more than anything else. So you stay at it. Now here's the thing. Here's where we defeat ourselves. We get to a point too many times where we just quit. I've tried. It didn't work. I tried to do this. I can't do it. And we kind of throw in the towel. Then a little later we come back. Okay, let me try this again. And We don't have the stick-to-itiveness that we need to do this time and time and time again, all throughout our lives, day after day after day. God, there's nothing I want more than You. Lord, You're the love of my life. You're the joy of my life. Lord, You are my life. And I want to do everything that pleases You. And I recognize that I have this nature that fights that that goes against that that is Satan inspired so to speak that constantly tells me and tempts me and tells me that I have to choose not to listen to would you help me I want you more than all you have to constantly give him that sacrifice of praise that willingness to God at you I give up me for you and then I have to do this with concentration. Now let me give you this horrible word that we kind of struggle with sometimes. It's four letters, work. (laughs) By and large, uh, I'm gonna say this, okay. By and large, most Christians are lazy. We want it just to happen. We want to say a prayer and it be over with. We don't want to work at it. Well, that means i got to set some disciplines in place in my life so that I be, become the person I want to become and I put myself in a place where I'm doing things that are helpful and not hurtful and I do them on a daily basis. I discipline myself. That I have a regular time where I, you know, I talk with God. I, I hear His Word. I study it. I do things that I know are right. It will take effort on your part. It is mental work. Control your mind. Tell it what to think. You're in control of your mind. It talks to you all the time. You have to let it know what you will accept and what you won't. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, I once thought all these things were valuable. I once gave in to my carnal nature because I thought all the things the world had to offer and all the stuff that was going on, I really thought that was worthwhile. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. You see how he shifted his thought pattern? I'm no longer going after this. Now I'm going to go after this. I no longer think this is worth it. Now I think this is worth it. Everything else is worthless with compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. How do you get to know God? The same way you get to know people. You spend time with them. His sake, I've discarded everything else. Counting it all as Garbage so that I could gain Christ. Now, that's a man who's focused, isn't it? That's a guy who concentrates on what he wants and what he knows is right. And then later on, he he writes to the church at Corinth. He says, I've decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. Well, he can't just forget that. He can work at it. See, there's some of you that are allowing the hurts of your past that you just keep fueling, and they just keep coming up, and you keep allowing them to be there that are hurting you and hindering you, and you won't make the choice to let it go and to move on and to give them to God so that you can have more of what God wants for you. And so you have to come to that place where you're willing, that you are willing to completely concentrate on God, not on self. Not on poor me. Not on oh man, life is so unfair. Oh, this isn't right. I shouldn't be treated like this. I deserve this. I deserve this. I shouldn't have to do that. You don't think about you, you think about God. You don't think about what you want or what you don't have or what you want or how unfair it is. You stop all of that junk, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith. You focus. You take captive your thoughts. You're not double minded. Well, I want some of this and I want God, but I want some of this too. It's about me living for someone else other than me. And it's about me keeping my focus on them. There is a cost involved a willingness to say, God, I'm going to let you be the focus of my life and I will concentrate on you and who you are and what you want and what you desire and what I need to do in order to become more like you so that I can live my life to honor you and be the person that you want me to be. Now, I said it last week, let me just say it again. If I will do that I can make a lot of great decisions without agonizing over, oh God, what do you want? What do you want? Because when you know someone, you know what they want. And what God basically wants is just me to love Him. And see, we think, well, if I do this and this and this, then God will love me more. No, no, no. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are, because that's what matters. And so you concentrate, God, this is who I am. I'm giving you control of my life. I will do this day after day after day, because there's nothing more that I want than you. And God, I recognize in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to take control of my life, And I'm going to live it to honor you, to think about those things that honor you, to put myself in a place where I can honor you more and more and more. Let's keep going. I do this with confidence. Confidence. In other words, here's the thing. I believe with all my heart this is the best way to live. I believe that if I do this God will take care of me. I believe that if I live for God that my life will turn out the best it could ever turn out. I believe that if I do this I won't regret it. I believe if I do that I'll have joy. And when I surrender, it's the best thing I can do, and God will not disappoint me. And you say, well, I know. I just got to die every day. Now, you do, but you also have to live every day. Don't view this as defeat. View it as victory. This is the greatest life there is. If I do this, I'll be victorious in life. The writer in Hebrews puts it this way, don't throw away the confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Confident trust in God. 11.1, faith is the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we can't see. It's impossible to please God without faith, and anyone who wants to come to Him, notice here, must. You might want to circle that word, unline it, whatever you need to do. You must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. You must believe God is real and if you'll do things His way, He'll reward you. He'll take care of you. He'll help you. You don't give in to reason. Well, I don't know that I understand. You don't have to understand everything. You just simply believe it. That's what faith is. And I believe that if I live my life this way, God will reward me. That my life will be beneficial. And I get to live by faith. It's the right thing to do. And so without this confidence, you're going to have to go through the discipline of things. And before long, you're going to say, you know what? This is a lot of work, and I'm not sure it's working. Because there's going to be times in your life when things are going to seem to go the wrong way even when you're trying to follow God and doing what's right. And things are going to seem not to be working out. But you have to continue on because eventually God will work it out because everything works together for good. And i got to believe that. That when times are hard and difficult and unfair and I'm hurting and things don't seem to be there and everything seems to be falling apart, I still have to hold on to this belief that God is still there at work in my life and He will get me through this and He will help me and He will take care of me and He will provide for me. And the old song said it this way, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. And I believe that. So there has to be that confidence, that willingness. That God's faithful. God's going to do this. And lastly, I get to do it with celebration. You see, I get to celebrate because I win. I get to do this with great joy. Well, okay, I'll tell you what, Pat. I'll give it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll you know, discipline myself. I'll give myself up to God. I'll do it God's way, not mine. I know life won't be any fun if I do that. And I know if I do that, you know, I'll just have to be miserable in my life. But, oh, praise God, one day I'll be in heaven and everything will be wonderful there. And, you know, but that probably won't happen to me here. And I'll just miss out on a lot of stuff. And I just won't have anything. And I, 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 you know, I'll make it. No, 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 no. Back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. How do we do all of this? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates. Why is he initiate? That's where it starts, where faith begins. And perfects. I like that. Our faith. Because of... Joy awaiting him because of joy. He endured the cross, disregarding his shame, and he's seated in the place of honor beside God's right hand. Peter writes it this way When you love him, even though you have never seen him, and though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Joy. <laughs> you see, you, can't, you don't do this with an attitude. There has to be joy in this. It's not drudgery, it's life. There's joy in serving God. It's what life is about. You see, the world lies to us. It tells us this will give you joy. This will give you happiness. This will give you what you want. This will be the way to go. And our self lies to us. Well, if you get this, you'll be happier. And you want to be happy, you do it this way, and you do it this way, and you do it this way. And so we end up, well, I love God, but sometimes we don't follow through, and we do things we want to do, and we end up in a place where I don't understand this. I I love God. I want to do what He wants. I prayed for His will, but it just seems like things aren't working out because you've got that percentage of you that is still doing things like you think is best and not God. When you're willing to live a life where the Holy Spirit is in control, God's will will be done. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But hard to do, isn't it? So how are you doing with that? There areas in your life that you know God's not in control of and He needs to be. There's things in your life that you care about and yet you're trying to fix instead of doing it God's way, you're doing it yours. Or maybe you're listening today and uh, you don't know God and you've tried to run your life and you recognize that it's not going where you wanted it to go and you need to give your life to Him. You're a Christian, but there's areas that God doesn't have that you need to give to Him, that you need to follow Him and not you. Can we all just bow our heads for just a moment and take that moment, God, here I am. I know there's a battle going on for my will today. And Lord, let's make this very clear up front. I want you to be in control of my life. I want to follow you. And I want to do that with a whole heart. It's the only kind that works. So, Lord, would you help me to do those things that make you the priority? that help me to mature and to grow? Would you help me to deal with the thoughts that I have that think I'm right? And I want what I want and be willing to surrender all of that to you so that your will will be done in my life and not mine. God, last week we heard where we can win this battle that goes on for our will. That you give us what we need to be victorious. Help us to make that choice. Help us to choose you above everything else so that, Lord, we can live a life doing the will of God, loving you with all our heart, our mind, our soul, our being, our strength, everything within us, and loving others. Thank you for the life that you offer to us through Christ and through the Spirit of God that is alive in us as Christians. Help us. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.